Woodley on the beat. Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Converse Podcast here. We have another episode. First of all, before we even go any further into this podcast, I'd love to thank Red Bull for supporting this podcast recently. Um, big, big shout out to the Red Bull Jamaica family. Um, so without further ado, let's get right into it. So we have a very special guest today with us. You know, a personal friend of mine, you know, flatmates, college mates, you know, I really appreciate this one. This one is close to me, close to my heart. You understand? Mr. Ricardo Wita, welcome to the show, sir. How are Thank you? Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me here. All right. All right. You know, today's title was a bit special because I know that you stand out a lot to you. And the title of this podcast is Survival of the Fittest. What do you think about that one? Nice, nice. Like it? Yeah, definitely represent my lifestyle. All right, all right. So, we want to ask you a question. You know, the first page of your, the first chapter of your autobiography, you understand? For the persons who don't know who you are, what you are about, you understand? What would that first page in that autobiography look like? Well, I'm a hard worker. You know, I have a very determined mindset, and I think that anything is possible once you put your mind to it and once you practice resourcefulness mm, right, right right so not many people know about your life before with a fitness yes. you understand before your prominence before your rise mm-hmm. to with a fitness so can you give us a bit of insight as, as to what mm-hmm. life was like before with a fitness yes most definitely <clears throat> so you know i i grew up in a very poor neighborhood in St. Catherine. Um, I live across from a, a railway. You know, the train would like wake me up in the mornings at 5 a.m. and um, I would go out in the mornings to help my mother, you know, sell in the market. She used to cook food in the Linseed market and I would deliver the food. I would also collect money from um, people, you know, that created the food. Uh, I I was always a hard worker, you know, it, 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 it is just ingrained in, you. Ingrained in me, mm-hmm. right? Um, when I was eight years old, um, I, 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 you know, I was being bullied by someone and unfortunately I took up a knife and I, I, I stabbed that person right. and because of that I went to um, a boy's home in Stony Hill. Right, what was the name I, of it? I don't remember the name of that boy's home mm-hmm. in Stony Hill when I was eight years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually sent me to the wrong um, home because I was supposed to go to one that I, I was supposed to go to the children's home instead of the boys' home. Right. So they sent me to the boys' home where it's it, it is supposed to be twelve year old and and, and, and what was when right. I was eight years of age. And I went there for like three months. And then I went to juvenile court. Wow, yeah. oh, what, what, what happened? Because of the stabbing? Because of the stabbing, yeah. I went to juvenile court because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got out because of good behavior. Okay. You know, and so from, from, the, from the age of eight, from eight years old, I was always, you know, facing struggles in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I did my GSAT and went to high school, my mother got ill when I was in grade eight. Mm-hmm. That time I was about 
12 or 13 years of age. Mm-hmm. And she woke up in the morning blind. So because of diabetes, right. so she woke up in the morning and she just couldn't see anything. Right. From that day, um, I have to be the one that, you know. That was traumatic for you. Right, right. So suddenly so I just have to like, start being a man right. from that age. I just become someone that, you know, I become independent right. from that time. Mm-hmm. You know, because I had to like sell bad juice and give it like ice. Right. So, so was that was that your kickstart to your entrepreneurial vision? Was that like the major stepping stone to say, all right, you know, maybe I can try this entrepreneurial thing. Maybe. Right. From from that time I just always wanted to just do something for myself. Right. I used to have a dream like, you know, I would want to own my own supermarket one day or something. Right. Just just yeah. something business wise. Of course. Right? right. Because from that time I I had to be providing for my mother to just make sure that she's okay. You know, to make sure that, you know, the house is being provided for because it was just me and her alone at that time. Right. You know, I had to be on the streets, going to school also at that time. So I had to go to school on the street, sell virtue, sell ice in order to send myself to school. Right. And sometimes I even have to like skip school right. to take my mother to the hospital because she was she was suffering from other illnesses like John's liver problem, kidney problem, mm-hmm. right? You know, and until she died when I was at the age of fourteen. Mm-hmm. So at the age of fourteen she died. Um, and you know that was a very tragic point in my life. It still, it still even bother me up to this up day. To this day, I don't think I don't think someone can ever get over that. But I, I use that, you know, as a, as a motivation. That adversity. So you think that adversity is a is a major part, a major building tool to an entrepreneur's life, or he executes his plan? Yes, because I think one one needs like difficulty in order to advance. Like, I think when you you face challenges, that that's the way you, you're going to improve. You build strength, so pretty much right. you're using that to fuel. This, right, yeah, yeah, right. So I, I would say use use negative um, situations to create positive ones, mm. positive outcomes. Right. 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 right, So you've told us about your personal journey. Can you give us a bit of insight on your business journey now? Like, what was your first business venture? How did it go? And really, how did it fuel? your progress afterwards? How did it drive you afterwards? Alright, so my my first business venture, as I can recall, has always been fitness, you know. Yeah. Apart from, you know, hustling on the streets, to say I have to say I'm actually like doing business, it was, you know, in the field of uh, personal training. And why I started that was when I went to the University of West Indies and I had no money to like help myself. You know, I really did not have like any any major support, you know, um, any major financial support. So, you know, I had to try and create a way for myself and I just said, Hey, I'm going to just start training people. It wasn't like something very like serious, you know. It's because I am from an athletic background because I used to do track and field um, at St. Diego. So I just, you know, use that and start, you know, try to earn money just to help myself through school. Of course, because mm-hmm. you were in it alone, right? Right. So it, 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 it grew from there, you know, for me to be able to like pay rent and buy food mm-hmm. and even put towards my tuition. Like of all of my personal training money from 2016, 17, 18, 19 went straight into, into school to be tuition. Mm-hmm. So like every week, it's like, it's like the, you, I would tell my friends that SAS, 
Of course, of course. So, what would you say to individuals that are in that particular predicament right now? You know, they don't have the support financially, but they want to go to school and they don't want to go to go that route of student. What would you say to those individuals? I would, I would definitely say be resourceful. Right. So find a way to create an income Mm -hmm. um, around something that you might like. Mm -hmm. You know, because instead of depending on jobs or whatever, you might not find any. So you have to get in your mind and create something. Right, right, right. right? And that's what I did. Because I didn't use any money to start personal training. I just started. You just started. It's a service. Of course. Right? So if you can do here, you need to start doing people here. And use that to help you pay for school. Right, right, right. That's what I did. So let's take it it back to the question before. Um, Starting an entrepreneurial journey, you know, going on that journey. You must have faced many experiences that were negative and positive, but what were the most humbling experiences that made you look on life and say, it's hard, but I have to progress. It's hard, but I have to keep my head in my body. It's hard, but I have to remain humble. If I gain success, humility must follow it. Like what were some of those moments that you had that really instilled that in you while you were, you know, progressing as an entrepreneur? Well, um, some of those moments, you know, were really when, um, like, for some of the, the months, like, you know, during school, during exams and all that, when I would not, like, make any money. Right. Right. Because <laughs> like, that's so, a part of the journey. Right. Yeah, yeah right. Part of the journey, right. right. So, like, I have months that I really don't make any money. Like, I keep going to the school and then I don't have anything for myself. I used to, like, one of the time I used to like make cornmeal porridge on Mondays mm-hmm. and then use and then eat that from, from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then they make another pot of cornmeal porridge. For the next week? For the next for the rest of the week. Because mm-hmm. you can use one of cornmeal to make like porridge for the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I used to I used to have to just do that and that just humbled me because you know, it is so hard and it gets really depressing sometimes because I'm coming from struggle mm. and you know and it's like I'm still struggling even though I'm even though I'm making very small progress right. it's like I'm still in the struggle, struggle. In the struggle. Right. so it, it is it just get to my mind sometimes because it has been so long right. you know from 2007 2008. You've been you pushing know, from there. I've been pushing from there. Yeah. And then my mother just died after that, and you know, just everything just it just gets. You wonder when it's going to end. Right. So what were, what were what were you feeling though when when your mother died? The exact instant. Like yeah. what did you feel? Like I can't I can't imagine like, going through that. To, to describe the feeling, it's like I feel like everything was gone for me. I just felt as if like everything was just. 
She was the only one on your side? Because, yeah, she was the only one there. And, and then she, the time that she was there for me when she was, you know, she wasn't sick or anything. And when she was sick, she couldn't be there for me like that. Right. I had to, the, the roles were reversed. Switched. You had to take care of her. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had hope in my head that, you know, she's going to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's going to see her again one day and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I just, I just, it's just a missing part of my life because I did not get to experience, you know, much of my mother. Because when you're younger, you know, like, when you're like 8, 9, 10, I don't think you're really conscious conscious of, like, the, the importance, role, the importance of, a of a mother. mother right? Right. But when you're in that age, you know, 13, 14, 15, you realize that it gets even more important, right? And that's when I lost her. So I just feel like everything was just gone away from me and I was just in this battle alone. Right, I, I just give thanks for for, for for some of my church members. So going to you know the church was like a family for me at that time. It was like a support, support system, system. Right. very important for entrepreneurs. Right, right, mm-hmm. and so you know that's how that's how I felt. Um, but what I didn't know, mm-hmm. I just tried to use. I just tried to like everything that I do. Just try to say, all right, I'm going to make my mother proud. I'm going to use this to push myself. I'm going to use this to move forward. All right. All right. So, you know, let's get back to that, that entrepreneurial journey side, yeah. right? Without fitness, mm-hmm. when did it start? How did it start? And for the people that don't know what exactly Without Fitness is about, can you tell us what exactly it's about? All right. So as I said before, Without Fitness really started because I had no money to, to, to go through school. And right now it has become a mobile personal training service where I I go to different homes and train people and I also train people at the gym, right? I'm also creating a online training platform so where I provide people with meal plans and programs and um, personal training virtually um, over Zoom. Right, so that is that is where Wither Fitness is, is going right now. Really pushing the online aspects of the business to move forward so that we, so that the business can scale. Right, right. Because right. one thing with personal training, you can train so much people and no more. No more. <laughs> so you, there's a cap, right? Right. Yeah, right. Cap. So you have to try to create something in a way that would make the business scale. Right. And that's what I'm doing right now. Right. right, with the online platform. And also creating another um, another stream of income right. of the business also. Of course. Yeah, that, that, that's another part. I'm working on another stream mm-hmm. that is, you know, that in my head it's going to be something. It's working out, right, right, right. So, you know, um, that's that's the stage I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Cre- creating a strategy that is going to make the business. I mean, stay. personal fitness in Jamaica seems to be like everybody and them grandmother the person you understand Sorry. everybody is jumping into personal fitness right. so what can Wita fitness or what is Wita fitness doing to really stand out from the rest because you have average and then you have Wita fitness yeah. you understand right. so what are you doing or what have you done to really beat the odds as it relates to being average right, right. so most most trainers are most, you know, personal fitness people, whatever they are. Yeah. Um, they just like train people. Right. And that's it. Like, I train, that's it. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. But what I do, 
I, 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 I train you right. and make sure that you have a proper meal plan and make sure that you're following me. I also, I also, you know, give you a customized program for you to work on. So, like, for example, I might train you today. I might be training you Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Right. But I give you something that you can work with for, for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So, if I'm not there Tuesday and Wednesday, you can do something. Do you, also, do you also think that personal relationship with your client is important, or is it that sometimes clients don't want the personal? What? All right. It, sometimes it becomes personal, right. or but you cannot become too, too personal. Right. You can't become too attached. Right. So that for me, I I'm, I'm good at also listening and, and motivating people. Right. It's like I'm good at speaking to you, you know, to encourage and stuff like that because I'm also a certified public speaker, right? And so I use that also to help my clients. Hey, Jesse, you see him just run over that like, it was nothing like, you know, say, oh, I'm a Easy. certified public speaker, Easy. all right? Like, yo, just cool, <laughs> like, just cool, all right, Jeez. all right, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I use that, I also use that to help my clients make that because there are certain information that clients will share with you mm. and you have to be able to help them go through whatever hard times they're going through. Right. So you can't just train them and leave them alone because there are so many factors, there are so many reasons why people get a personal trainer, not only to lose weight, but someone that they can talk to that right, will help right, them right. emotionally. Right. Right? And I do that, like it's very easy, I don't know, but it's just a gift that I have. Yeah, it's a gift. Right, right. It's a gift. You mentioned earlier um, that you have a plan, you know, and how important was it for you to have a plan in executing? Like a lot of individuals out there might have an idea in their mind, you know, and they don't know how to go about it. And like, well, us as entrepreneurs, it's important that we have something that we follow. Okay. What was the process like for you in the planning aspect of Wither Fitness? Good question. Well, well, it was it was hard because I wanted to find a way, you know, of, I wanted to find a niche in the market that right. no one is, that no one, um, you know, as a... It's really a tap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I wanted to find <clears> a niche to tap into <throat> that, you know. I can, you know, be of service. To so, so back then when you created it, it wasn't that saturated as it is now. That's what you're saying, right? But then when I created it, it, you know, there was a lot of people there, but not as much as it is now. No, no, right? It is, it is really saturated right now. So you have to find a niche, right? And focus really. on that niche, right? And so that's what I'm doing right now at the moment, you know. And as I said before, I'm working on another street right. that I want to create. There's another niche that you want to no, attack. Yeah, that no one is in, right. and no one has really ever been in that niche. Ah, so you yeah, like, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Uh, uh, not so forty. Not so forty. Definitely creating a plan around that. I'm currently working on feasible study everything. Mm-hmm. You know, investors trying to contact somebody. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm working on that because I'm not trying to be a personal trainer, just right. a personal trainer, and right. I just go to people's house and train. You want to do the thing big. I want thing to be big. Low. Low. Very uh-huh. you know? Right. So, so speak to us about, you know, this, this, this big spur in, in personal training. You understand? Wait, like, you come back, you came from nowhere. Like, yeah. like just like forex trading nowadays. Right. You understand? <laughs> it's, it's like, it's a new hip thing everybody and everybody thinks it. it's cool, you know? Yeah. So everybody's jumping into it, <laughs> right. but it's not really for everybody. Yeah, right. You understand? So right. can you like outline the qualities of 
not only an entrepreneur but a personal fitness entrepreneur give us some other because you you show those qualities naturally you understand but some people don't have it want to go into the space have passion for it Mm -hmm. but not necessarily it's not their gift like but you said personal speaking is your gift fitness is your gift it's it's not really the gift what what do you what do you say to them find another passion or or continue with personal fitness i would say to them you can continue to work with it but you have to try to be different from everybody else you cannot just come in and just do what you see someone else is doing right. you have to make sure that you show people what, know, what's different what's different about you right, right? um not to disrespect any personal trainer or anything but many personal trainers they are they cannot speak well right they, <laughs> they don't know how to conduct themselves, themselves right? professionally right. professionally right. that's very important right. right um a lot of them also they're not so what would i say now? articulate articulate right um, <laughs> big words and, and, and many of us many of us are not really educated and you don't even have to be Educated to go into personal fitness. Yes, yes. right. Mm-hmm. But you have to have some form of education. Yeah, right. right. You don't have to go to UBLIN. You don't have to have a, a bachelor degree yeah. in marketing or yeah. something as to do with business like me. Yeah. Right? But you have to have some form of knowledge. Right, right. right? And so I, I think that that's one of the edge that I have, you know, because to be honest, people really look at those things of course people really look at of those course. things yes you're a certified personal trainer mm-hmm. yes you you, you 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 know you're a certified nutritionist or public speaker but you also have a, a bachelor's degree people really look at, look that at those so, right that's one of the edge that i have because whenever i'm training people even when i was going to school and i tell them that i that i attend the university of west indies right. i was like oh really right so <laughs> nice. that's like a that's like a little boost for you. Right. You understand? Like right. It's not common common among it's trainers. It's not common among trainers. Like ninety nine percent of the trainers don't go to university. Yeah. So but, I mean the one percent. One percent. One percent is very. That's like that, that's good. That's yeah. top notch. You know. Yeah, top notch. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so all right. So looking back from where you came from to where you are now understand how Wita Fitness has grown, how Ricardo Wita has grown, you understand? You don't have your mother, but what would she think looking at you right now and seeing the things that you've accomplished up until now? What do you think? She would be proud of you, wouldn't she? Yes, I think she would be extremely proud of me. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the fact that I, you know, I, I, I'm coming like from the bottom of the bottom. Right. right? I'm coming from way down here. <laughs> Right, and I'm really pushing. <laughs> I really push it through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. from the lowest, lowest, the valley. Yeah, you know, and I'm taking baby steps, and you know, so I'm really coming from far, right. extremely far, and to come this way where I, you know I was able to send myself to to university, I was able to create. A, a business, a registered business. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of trainers, a lot of trainers, they, they are not registered. They are not really doing this. They might not want to pay the tax. They don't yeah. want to pay tax, so they are just, you know, right. they are just trainers, training people. Of course, money in cash. Of course, and that's it. That's right. It. Right. I'm a regi- I'm a registered. Business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And hey, this is marketing, right. you know. Plus, plus <laughs> your bachelor's degree, like bro. Plus a bachelor's degree. Listen, you're, 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 you're on the map. You're on the map. You're on the map. Honestly, yeah. I'm really proud of myself. So, what was your proudest moment? With the fitness, how was your progress? Like you said, 
yo, you know, say this, this might be something. Wait, you know, so make it. Yeah, like what was that moment where you really <laughs> look by yourself and you were like, we can fit this. You know, say this is really good. I got bust the cloud. To be honest, um, when I started getting certain clients, okay, mm-hmm. like the high profile, the high profile clients, jeez, the one percent club. Yeah, rolling okay. out in the okay, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Porsche clients. ATL, look out. Big up ATL. Big up ATL. Big up ATL. I realized, yo, this is going to be something awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when certain people started reaching out to me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when, when I was, there, there were times when I had some, some, some quick blow-ups on, on, on social media. Right, right, right. right. Okay. Can, can you give us one of those moments? Yeah, I think you're, uh, can you, uh, yeah, man, can you give us, give us that moment? Yeah, when Shinsi has shared like two of my posts. Right. Oh my. Right. Right. Big right. right. up the Sheng Yings. Right. And I video with email I would love right. for Shinsi to so. share this podcast. What do you think? Definitely. It's possible. Yeah, man. Shinsi, big up yourself. So that's when I realized, yo, I'm going to get that traction to create that online platform. Because one of the things, you know, the in-person training is good, mm-hmm. but if you can leverage online training, right. selling programs right. online, right. create a, a niche online, right. and be cheaper, faster, and better, right. Right. you can make a lot of money on it. Jeez. Right? And that's where the world is going right now. Right. Everyone right. is going online. Right, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you don't know that an average. Yes. To the push-ups, push-ups and <laughs> yeah, workouts and everything, everything is going online. online. And you watch guys on YouTube doing stuff. Of also. course, of course, right. and and in right. Instagram as well. Right. You understand? That's, that's where that's where that's where it's going. That's where it's going. All right, so you know, wrapping up. This has been a very entertaining <laughs> podcast. Indeed, indeed. Very entertaining indeed. podcast. As we said before, you know, um, big big shout outs to to Red the Red Bull Jamaica family. You right. know, for for supporting us, supporting this podcast, you know, never had to do it, but it is done, and I really appreciate that. Now, Ricardo, we're starting up a new thing on Hustlers J, where we have something called a Hustlers Anthem, where it's a message to any entrepreneurs listening, any hustlers, single mothers out there that need the support, who need the motivation. You're a public speaker, right? right? So we wanted to use your skills. To then tell them not to give up, to keep trying, to keep going, don't stop. You right. understand? They need to hear this. Some people need to hear this. So what would you say to those persons right now listening? I just want to say to you, whatever you're doing, use what you have where you are and never be satisfied. And remember to practice resourcefulness. Do not depend on other people's resources, but practice resourcefulness. Of course. Right. And create a way for yourself. Mm-hmm. And just know that it's going to be hard. Nothing is easy, right. but you have to choose your hard. So right. if you want to work hard doing a nine to five that you hate, or work hard doing a business that you love, right. you choose your hard. Right. And I think that is how you can achieve um, wealth. That is how you can achieve and create generational wealth. Right. Of course, right? of course. Lovely. So that is the that is the number one thing. Be resourceful and choose your hard. Right, and you know you can achieve whatever you want. Of course, of course. Well said. So, how can people get in contact with Wita Fitness? Definitely on Instagram. My name is Wita Fitness on Instagram. That is W I T T E R Fitness. Also on my YouTube, Wita Fitness again. Twitter, Wita Fitness again. You can email me at witafitness at gmail dot com, or you can call or text. 
right, all right, all right. Awesome, awesome. This has been a beautiful ending to a very entertaining podcast. Now, for everyone listening, for the audience, for the audiences everywhere, locally, internationally, if you're out of space, it doesn't matter. You understand? I really, we really appreciate, we really appreciate the continued support here at Hustle House JD and the only way is up. Only way, isn't it? Always progress over regress. You understand? We don't, we don't deal with stagnation here. No, sir. You understand? Comfort is the enemy of success. Right. right. Take this message, run with it, and we'll see you next time. This is Hustle House JA. We're out. <laughs>